Amos G that's recently been in the news, we should not judge people who have sexual attraction towards kids. No, but you got tried before. No, but mm. I, I think many people don't know they like BDSM until right. they suddenly get a choke and like, oh yeah. That's a very big question to ask. Are you guilty of liking children a little too much? This is your daily catch-up. Boom. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So this is a trigger warning because we are going to be talking about pedophilia. So if you're uncomfortable, do come back for our next episode instead. On to the episode. Good morning, everybody. Breaking news from the Americas. There's a very famous Amos that used to be claimed by Singapore, but no longer. Mm. Amos G has recently been in the news and we thought that it's quite interesting to break down a bit of like the psychology of what's going on in his mind. I think this is something that we have visited before, but without, without a doctor. Then he was like, oh, you're unqualified. But today now we have qualified. someone qualified. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Sean Yee. Hey. Hi, thanks. So Dr. Sean is a clinical psychologist that has more than two decades of experience. Okay, so for those of you who forgotten who Amos Yee is, in 2015, I think around the time where Mr. Lee Kuan Yew died, he went quite viral for a video that he did that was titled, I think Lee Kuan Yew is finally dead. And oh, shit, that actually right, right. got quite a bit of debate because on one hand, people were like lauding him for like, why you are a proponent of free speech and then you stand up for like what people in Singapore don't dare to say about this dictator. Apostrophe, apostrophe for those who cannot see me doing it. <laughs> and then on the other hand, because I mean, a lot of people view him as a hero and someone who has really done a lot for Singapore. So they were quite offended as well. So there's these two ends and then in the end, he got charged for uh, trying to like sow discord. And then after that, um, when it was leading up to his NS time, he escaped to the US seeking political asylum. So he was eventually granted that. But it came out that he was actually making advances with a 14-year-old girl. Okay. And at the time, he was like 20 plus. Lah. Now he's 24. Huh, he's so young. Ah. What accomplished criminal, <laughs> to be honest. And so he ended up in jail. And he came out on parole this October, October 2023, as part of the parole, he was actually not allowed to access the internet. Oh, but he okay. in fact did, and then he even wrote that he would re-offend. So he's back in jail now. Thank you very much. Yeah, so in his head, right, like I, I, went, I, I went to read up more about all the stuff that he's been writing about. Um, and he's trying to fight the battle for pedophilia to be kind of almost like... Accepted. Yeah, to be accepted. And, and I, f I found that very interesting. So even in, in, in the details of his relationship with that girl, right, it was about how he felt that it was a normal relationship. It, as, and, and his definition is that as long as I never force or myself onto the, the individual or harm them, which can happen regardless of age, then it's a consensual relationship. But do you think it's possible for a child, a, a young teen, right, to be able to be in a consensual relationship with someone that is way older? 
Are you talking about someone who is younger than 16? Yes. 14. I think it's kind of tricky because obviously I I've never seen him. So uh I never assessed him. So I can't I can't really say that much about him uh like it would be fact. Mm. Uh we're talking also about um an age range where we may not be very certain that the person actually understands what it means to be in a consensual relationship and also one of the things that came up about grooming as well is mm. that it's possible as uh, an an older adult that you can you can groom someone who's a lot younger and socialize them almost to be in that relationship and to think that certain things are okay yeah that's right what do you mean by a trustful relationship what does that look like well in more normative terms right a trustful relationship is one in which you can feel safe with that right. you can actually share in uh you know in confidence with the person so you're saying that like in the case where it's a mine there's a minor involved right they might the as in the information that they share in confidence might be used against them to manipulate them or whatever that's still happening cases. today though <laughs> as adults yeah that's right yeah. i still cannot see the difference are we not preparing them for life hey relax guys <laughs> maybe to start with we want to try to understand We take a step back, right? Okay, okay. Like Before we go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh, so <laughs> we have one foot in. So psychologically speaking, we need to understand development, right? Psychological development. This will give us a better starting point. Our brains will not have fully developed all the way up to early adult age, which is twenty to twenty-five years old. Okay. Okay. So the front part of our brains, which control planning, uh, organization. Decision making, right? So those things are pretty important. But when it comes down to decision making, that's even more difficult, because whilst in some countries, right, there's also the idea of the mature minor, which is about fifteen, sixteen years old. It is still very, very unclear. It's murky waters, right? For to say that this person can actually exercise their own decision making with absolute confidence that they know what they're doing. Mm. So sorry. So you're saying twenty one, then everything fully developed. I thought it was 25. Uh, between the ages like oh. 20 to 25, then this part of your brain then fully forms, lah. Okay. Right, but that's one thing. That's physical, right? The other thing is your understanding, right? If your understanding is kind of like short, then it doesn't really matter. Do you think that that pedophilia is treated the way it should be by society and by law at the moment? Because I was looking up the statistics, right? If I mean as and and if it's regarded as a mental illness also right that um five percent of men in the global population are most likely like classified under like this like ha- having pedophilia right and wow. this is not accounting for women also which is quite a large number because if you look at for example mm. the percentage of the population that is like LGBT right that's nine percent. Mm. So that means the number of people that have this fetish or this mental illness or disorder right, is damn a lot. Eh. It's just mm. that it's not campaigned for. You know what I mean? You're so scared you go to jail. <laughs> 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 don't don't send me to jail. <laughs> so so just just for facts, right? So if we think about uh, the diagnosis, if it appears in the diagnostics uh, and um, statistical manual of mental disorders, it is classified as a disorder. Okay, that book does not tell you whether how it. How it becomes a disorder, but it does tell you that um, pedophilia or pedophilic disorder is actually a form of paraphilia, which is literally sort of like um, a deviant way of getting off in some ways. So, like a fetish. A little bit of a fetish, yes. 
in a sort of a layman way. Uh, and He's like, I can't believe I'm talking <laughs> to these idiots. But sorry, who decides what goes inside this book? So you have a team of researchers as well as doctors right. that make a decision of, you know. Right, right. Uh, so that, yeah. So so at the end of the day, uh, this particular uh, paraphilia is actually, you know, uh, aimed at uh, individuals that are pu- pre-pubertal, right? So around the age of 13, 14, where you okay. are just at the age to form breasts and other right. body parts that is recognizable, armpit hands, so on and so forth. Do you work with, for example, people that have either been diagnosed or admitted to have pedophilic tendencies and but are under control? Yep, I've, I, I used to see them when I used to be in public health. Mm. Uh, they they tend to to uh, spring into our public health system because they got arrested and so on and so forth. So, right. uh, how this usually might start for anybody before they become more like sexual offenders, right? Mm. Is at the start they might, you know, do a bit more of the lesser uh, offenses, like upskirts, right. videos, um, getting braver along the way. Then they for start people on Spotify, he when he say lesser, he. Uh, Echo, 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 echo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Thank you. (laughs) Nothing is acceptable. uh. Thank you for that. So as they get braver, then it may actually offend with more um, serious offences. But if they get caught doing the more so-called petty crimes, right? Is it more likely that they stop? Chances are, it depends on what you're talking about. Right. Right, because if it's pedophilia in the good book, that DSM, it says that uh, individuals with pedophilic tendencies or pedophilia, right, uh, never ever go into remission. Oh, I see. Never. So it's not a phase. No. If you like feet, you like feet, right? You know what I mean? Right. right. <laughs> you no, isn't it the same? It's like if you like girl, you like girl. Yeah, okay. So like all of us start so. out <laughs> as a pedophile, they were not like right now because I mean, we are 15. But at the end of the day, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I need to say because at the end of the day, it is the the whole point is that a lot of people with pedophilic tendencies may be hidden, right, yeah. from sight because these are largely a lot of preference, a lot of interests mm. that have have or have not been explored yet. And why that's so important to be maybe be aware of is that because then you can not just safeguard your children. That's not the whole point, you know. The world is not just a dangerous place. Mm. But it's also sort of to be aware of uh, development as well or some of these things. Right. Actually, on, on the same note I was thinking about, I thought, which is what I thought you were going to say, is that it's so important to protect um, underage porn, not just to protect the children, mm. but to protect the wider population from discovering or awakening this inner... Ooh. fetish they might have that might make the world an even more dangerous place you know what I'm saying <laughs> I don't think your pedo just gets activated though you know what I mean like no, but I, mm. I, I think many had. people don't know they like feet for example until suddenly or they don't like BDSM until right. they suddenly gonna choke then like oh yeah like you know at H37 someone choke you then like eh no bad. but you got tried before nah. you know what I mean Okay, like, have you stumbled upon like a, a strange <laughs> category of porn that is uh, not a turn on to you at all, and then you try, uh-huh. try, ah, uh, what? Getting off to it? No lah. <laughs> Why? You see, you never even try. No lah. <laughs> no lah. I won't lah. I I won't try. Try then try lah. No lah. No lah. I won't try. But I have seen lah. No, but com- maybe if I see, then to you it's a strange category. To me, it's not. Then I try already ma. 
Then there's then something different know, already, right? Yeah, correct, but I wouldn't know. There's no one to confirm, you see. You know, if, if I may say, right, <laughs> there are some scenarios, right, maybe we, because what we do as well is the study of the development of pathology, which is this kind of disorders at the end of the day. So we have, we have found actually that uh, for some people, not all, that it's a result of neglect, care, lack of care, um, inadequate um, caregiving. Nurture. La, so it's not a childhood nature. trauma mm. thing. Mm-hmm. So what Things. then does therapy do? For, so for example, yeah. if there's a viewer at home, right, mm. that realise they like to sniff underwear, for example, what would what could therapy do? Like Treatment sometimes uh, would have to be, well, it's a, it's a long-term treatment to start with. Uh, you know, this treatment would be to um, gain rapport with the person and pass that to assist them to see and understand what led to this in the first place, right? Helping them. Sometimes it's also a matter of not understanding how are the ways to gain intimacy, how to form more healthy relationships. Right. Like they have more success with younger people as opposed to people their age. Uh, well, it's more like healthier relationships. So whether it's people older than you or younger than you, right? And what sort of relationships can you have, right? Mm. The, the, the purpose is to live a better life. La. They call it uh, there are a couple of models overseas that we use as a way to uh, treat individuals like these. So what are some of the common, or not say common, but some of the possible childhood traumas that lead to such tendencies? I mean, the, there are some that might lead to a formation of um, personality issues, right? That might, might be akin to uh, um, sexual, physical, emotional abuse or neglect. Those things are quite always a mainstay you tend to find them in families that have a lot of alcohol yeah. you know gambling preoccupied um, you know states of mind mm. that means you know if you want to go to a parent or caregiver they're always somewhere else you know or they're quite dismissive of your needs so even if you decide to express some difficulties to them they're not really listening or they in fact might attack you for being weak or stupid or so on and so forth right, right. right. then you grow in some ways to believe that my needs are not important. La. So what the hell, right? In the end of the day, we might not even want to bother telling people our problems anymore. Okay, I think I'm like that. I also think you're like that. <laughs> <laughs> but not everybody, you know, at the end of the day, develops into a full was really like that. Interesting. Welcome to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then what now? You know what I mean? <laughs> now you go for real therapy and then figure it out. <laughs> but why? Like, why am I trying to get out of it? So like, I think one of the previous things that we explored before is that in Japan, if I'm not wrong, they have a certain like brothels where the girls are dressed up to look underage. Okay. And then that is kind of a, a good outlet to support people who might have this. Do you think that is helpful to the to this to an issue like this? The fact that this can be a business makes me very scared to go to Japan. Five percent of the population. Eh? I, 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 <laughs> four four percent it. of them are in Japan. It's insane. Yeah. Well, look, I, I can't profess to be an expert in Japanese culture, but if we <laughs> look at on the outset, right, respectfully to our Japanese friends, <laughs> is that uh, generally quite a closed-in, you know, introverted. Mm. Well, not always. Okay, like a bit more uh, conservative. conservative. That's, yeah. that's mm. the word for it. Conservative uh, culture there might be a lot of ex- uh, suppression of expressions. Whether or not it helps, I don't know. But uh, then, you know, it might then bring forward the idea that, you know, they might try to leg- legitimize some of these um, expressions of behavior. Right, right. So do you think overall it's a good or bad thing for the country that they have this outlet there? Well, I don't know. But as long as there's an outlet, but done in a safe way, right, then yeah. it might but be... Because it's an outlet until it becomes a gateway, correct? No. Okay, okay, so I got one, I got one. 
This one, this one good. Let's go. Okay. Whose panties? Uh, when when do you get to know Pat? I know her at 15, Data at 18. Were you attracted to her at 15? Yeah. Okay. So now, right, if I give you a photo of her at 15, you think you can do something with it? It's <laughs> a good one. Give her a tribute. No, I don't think so. But then again, she looks so different. I really invested. Yeah, I really don't know what I saw in her at 15. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't know what she saw in me, to be fair. <laughs> So but you think you can try? No, I wouldn't have the motivation to. No, I wouldn't want now to. Now we challenge you. So you go home, then you find a picture, then you, you think you can. And this is somebody that you were, you were attracted to, you are attracted to. <laughs> no, the, so now they are like, doctors say there are a lot of factors that come to play. <laughs> <laughs> How determined are you as a person <laughs> <laughs> to not want to let people down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So can you now, okay, actually this is a perfect example of how I can <laughs> prove that, that, it is, that the child porn is not a gateway. Because I'm giving you something right, there's so many ways that it can make it work for you, yet it's going to be so difficult and... and yeah lah, yeah la. No, 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 but gateway for people with innate desire. Yeah lah, yeah lah. Yeah. But it goes back to the pawn thing also. Uh. It's like, if you don't get turned on by this, right, and you never, you, you won't even bother to try. So I why, how does it become like a, like a gateway for you? Because no, it's just do, girls, ma. It's do. just girls dressing up as uniform, but it's, uh, it's over 18 or slash 21. So it's also a girl that's shitting on you, ma. Then why you cannot jack off to that pawn? You know, why you always gotta take it to shit? Because I, I just <laughs> use the extreme. That's one of the more extreme examples. <laughs> yeah. I see. Look, there Wait, are- Wait, so you mean you tried before? Wait, you see before? Okay. Then no, no, you say no. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Graphical images. But if we were to look at the development, as I mentioned just now, right? These are technically then not so um, healthy or ways of developing intimate close relationships. Right, so at the very beginning, should things not be interrupted, you have more uh, sort of like typical ways of sort of uh, getting close to people. Your, I'm not saying for all cases, mm -hmm. but uh, you might have healthier ways of uh, delving into the sexual sphere, being introduced to it, mm. and as a result, having uh, better communication of needs as well. Sexual needs. In Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So I'm curious because we did talk about how there seems to be a slippery slope when it comes to mm. pedophilic tendencies, right? But yeah. then why does this argument not apply to say if I play violent video games and then research has shown that that does not link to a higher tendency for violence in my real life mm. or that I would eventually might become a murderer, you know? The video game stuff, right, is separate. So why? like this thing, okay, so at least with the video games, uh, it's becoming to sound like a psychology 101 lecture, but with the it goes to 401 and yeah. <laughs> one. with the video game stuff, right? If you know, like the US or, mili or military, right? Mm. In general, they use games to be able to train response time, Ooh. right? Raiding and so on and so forth. So right. these can be part particularly violent or, or aggressive. It doesn't mean that you go out and start wanting to shoot people. That's not what it is. It, uh, it has a purpose. And if let's say you, you understand the idea of cathartic response that means you want to let out um, tendencies to be frustrated or, or aggressive tendencies 
into a more socially acceptable scenario like gaming, then it might be actually good for expressing your frustrations and anger. Not the same as the pedophilic um, development though, right? At least from psychological ways of thinking that this has to come from some degree of insult to start with. So that means if I want to, if I feel like f***ing a child, <laughs> if I go and watch child porn and jack off to that, then it's or the perceived s- child porn la, played by adult actors. La. Ah, steady. Oh, so the treatment <laughs> is to have a bunch of adults play like underage children in porn and then after that, I can let off my steam by, by watching this adult child porn instead. But then you see, right? Like sometimes <laughs> they say like it's amateur, right, right? But then it's actually actors, right? Then it yeah. ruins it for you also. So if the pedophile <laughs> know that it's an adult actor, right? Then they also you see- really convincing one. Yeah. I need the SD version. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to figure out whether it's just that we- maybe don't, we are not vocal enough about a subject like this, right? And we are not treating it the way we should. Similar yeah. to how Simply like in the last 10 years, yeah. yeah, because in the last 10 years, the whole narrative towards uh, like homosexuality or that has shifted greatly to become so accepted, yeah. right? Mm. What if pedophilia as a form of another mental disorder is just yeah. waiting for its time? And do 5%, right? Mm. Is the same weightage, if not greater than the gay percentage in LGBT. Eh? But the gay takes up to L and G. Yeah. Then that totals out to about 7%. And this don't forget almost, about all the teens that are also gays. And this one, the women have even been accounted for. Eh. Mm. Right. So highly likely, right, there's almost the same number of people that we are dealing with. So it's mm. really just that we are not having the right conversations around it also. Yeah. I mean, to differentiate it a little bit more, uh, the, the nature of the age range, right, because of the vulnerable population and those ad- adults or older persons that tend to be males, that uh, prey on these uh, minors, right? By definition, would make them sexual predators. Why is the word prey? Yeah, why is the word prey being used? Why because like- then you are into manipulating and grooming those individuals. But what if I'm not trying to? Yeah, what if I'm honest with this person? I really like this person. We get to know each other. We actually are building a proper relationship because I cannot, this, this basically, right? is based mm. on the assumption that children cannot form real relationships. Consensual relationships yeah. prior to But yeah, there are being also 16. a lot of like high school sweethearts that end up getting married. So they do form real relationships. Like my wife and I. Aha. Mm. I think these questions are too big to be uh, to be able to be un- answered in a fuller way, such that it can take into consideration how we we need to focus on protecting the minors. Uh, especially at the age where you don't really know what you are getting yourself into. And potentially being duped into um, something that, you know, what we understand can be quite a threat to one's psychological safety. Mm-hmm. Because then the impact here is rest of your life. I do think that this might lead back a bit to needs of the society. So we don't know how much of the percentage of people that have an attraction towards children, right, actually are out to be forming proper consensual relationships with them and how much are just there to prey on them because they don't get sex elsewhere or like they, are, they feel like there's some form of inhibition elsewhere that they need to prey on younger kids in order to release that, right? But that's we the don't same know what problem. is the percentage. But you could also say that the, they are also outliers or, or bad actors when it comes mm-hmm. to like um, mm. men finger blasting like uh, a little boy's asshole. You know what I mean? Like in the gay space. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I just had to make it. No, but if for you, impact, for impact. If you think about it, right? What kind of impact? If you think about it, the 
pedo- people with the, the pedophilic tendencies, right, might only prey on those individuals at that age range. Nothing uh-huh. further. So not interested in having like a deeper, more meaningful relationship. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Because if, if they grow specific. older already, then... They then they're, they're done. out. Yeah. They can't get turned on. Oh, that's interesting. No, no, no. I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Wait, sorry. What do you like? The idea that after they they get like they hit a certain age, yeah. then I'm like they are no longer sexually. Att- ah, yeah, but that's the same with normal relationships as well. What? You lose no, the attraction to your partner. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what I'm saying is that pedophilia, <laughs> by definition, is only sexual yeah, yeah, attraction. Yeah. yeah. Which means they are not there to form relationship either. I have a conclusion. Right. Oh. So then we need a different subset, right, for the people that are not uh, suffering from this. That they feel a sexual attraction towards people who are younger, but they actually want to form a genuine relationship that doesn't stop when they pass the twins age range. Right. You know, because now we are lumping everyone together. Ma. But there's a very specific definition actually for people who are pedophiles. What's really interesting about this conversation today, right, is that it does bring up a lot of questions that are not very clear to everybody, right? Mm. Because if we're not doing this thing for a living or studying, right, it becomes very confusing. Then it, 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 there's a lot of assumptions. Mm-hmm. So it's good that we ask these questions, you know, this follow-up kind of conversation. Uh, I do think that this area still needs to be highly researched. Yeah, We don't see enough of these people in general across treatment, right? Singapore, Canada, whoever, wherever that we go, uh, to be able to say enough about these people. Mm. There right. might be people that write about the treatment manuals and r- then r- risk evaluation. If it goes to court, then how do you know these people won't uh, reoffend? Resi- mm-hmm. it's, it's very hard. You have to take many, many factors into consideration. To tie back a bit to the Amos Yee thing, right? he has also self-declared that while he was in prison, he was diagnosed with NPD, which is Narcissistic Personality Disorder. Um, could you explain that a bit before I go deeper? Firstly, uh, you know, whether they got the diagnosis right or wrong is another thing. Whether or not he got the diagnosis at all is another yeah, thing. Because I cannot find thing. any record of it. Right, sure, because I didn't see this person. But um, narcissistic personality disorder as it is, right, is a personality disorder. And we know that personality disorders are disorders of characterization. So that would mean that no matter what context you're in, work, play, uh, personal life, you would have difficulties maintaining stable relationships. They have particular attitudes, in this case, problems with authority figures, um, some antisocial behavior as well, right? Mm. That means you'll be, uh, you know, you, uh, you might hold very stark opinions against the dominant uh, views. What's underlying all this might be a sense of vulnerability. As in avoidance of vulnerability? Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh-huh. Sounds familiar. Perhaps. Anyway. Okay. Shall we give them some space? <laughs> <laughs> My time starts now. My <laughs> one no, so what I find interesting about this is that because Amos Yi himself has actually said that he feels that uh, narcissism is actually a form of self-hate and that people mistake narcissists as people who are filled with confidence and love themselves too much. But then it's actually that they have nothing to brag about and it's a front that they are putting up. He's so wise. Amos is pretty wise, oh. Like when he, like I would assume that he would have read up about it because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a good writer and he's also he's a, a great writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just used in a slightly different way than. Why you want to agree with me? But like you don't dare. <laughs> you just first want me time, to get burned by time. myself. You know, I wonder what you guys think, right, about individuals that say that they are aware of their own stuff, mm. but then they wear it like a badge of honor on their shoulder. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hate it. Right. It, it creates a sense of enraged. 
uh, response from people around. Plus, he has a lot of polarizing comments. He causes people to then start to get quite re- reactive to him. Mm. And that may be how he... He likes to rile attention. people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he just attention-seeking? I don't know if he's just attention-seeking. Right. But that, you know, the way in which he puts things out there, you know, gets people's attention. So good writer. <laughs> <laughs> but along the lines of like the narcissist, narciss- what, what MPD is it? Yeah, just say the short form. What are you supposed to do with it? Like, because it does half the time, right? I, I think the problem with like a lot of these, like these personality disorders especially, mm. is that I don't know whether it's just is normal or, or if it's, an, a, it's an actual disorder or, mm. or a disability or am I supposed to medicate or am I, you know? A good example to look at it is in all of us, we have different personality uh, levels, right? Mm. If you will. ISTP. Like, like if you go to... <laughs> ENTP. If you go to like an ice cream shop, right? And then you look at different flavors. All of us have all the flavors. Some flavors might be stronger in others. So that mm. would be maybe some narcissist, narcissism. Others might be um, introversion, for example. Mm. So we might have ups and downs of these. It's just that certain people will have a very high of some of these, right? So if you look at, the, for example, the forensic or prison population, if you throw a stone, you're going to hit someone with antisocial personality. Right? Right. It's just a cluster of all those people together. Okay. So all of us in the population, we might have differences like an individual difference and this is what we study in psychology which is everyone has a certain individual difference and the development of that is uh, you know how we are brought up how we are exposed to education our our culture and so on and so forth so then how do like for example if say somebody has the the MPD right then is it a matter of figuring out what kind of lifestyle best suits this person? Or are you trying to correct the way that they think? It's kind of hard to say because ultimately when someone does want to come into treatment, there is some need for correction. But at the outset, we can't tell this person, hey, we we think better than you. You need to think in this way Mm. to then be accepted. But what's wrong with that? For example, you say why can't we yeah, tell? Like something? using yeah. the ice cream analogy, right. right? Are you trying to turn rum and raisin into vanilla, or are you trying to find like where where are the people that like rum and raisin? You know what I mean? And then serve those clients, like or or what's wrong with telling them clearly what you are doing is unacceptable to society? Uh, this is how you might want to tone it down. It, it depends on the standpoint that you're taking from. So mm. if you were to be from a law standpoint, very clear cut, you can tell them that. Mm. But if you come from a treatment standpoint, you will turn this person away. Right, so oh. the fear is turning them away from treatment. Right. That's one, but also thinking that, you know, we're better than you, you know, you should be, you know, this way. It, that, that will get me eh, as a customer. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? So what's his problem? As <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a parent, if I start thinking that my child is... He's sexy. Huh? Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought the parent is the pedophile. He's displaying some sexy... Uh, okay, kidding. <laughs> Later after this, can you just diagnose all of us? No, no, Let's just see what we get. <laughs> Like if I notice that my 20-year-old child, for example, is starting, is like watching some like child porn, what do I do? Why are you watching your child watch child porn? You naughty no, they do it in of your own child. I do it in the living room. <laughs> then I arrive home and I caught him. To start with, I think this is a <clears throat> very, very tricky place for a lot of parents mm. because the birds and the bees, you know, to start with, you want to be able to have light discussions about things on a daily basis if you can (laughs) so that your kids will access you so as they go through puberty and there are more questions then because you've already had that relationship with them then they'll you know what's this 
or if you see that they are exp- they are experimenting like or looking at certain things, then you can follow up with questions about it, follow up with like you know, uh, validating them with what they're going through right now, you know, and then start to guide them to tell them what's healthy, what's not healthy. Is there a pattern that people who have more difficulty talking to their parents about sex becoming more sexually deviant? So like if when I child, then after my parents always like skirt around the topic, like don't want to talk oh. about birds and the bees, then I oh, grow I up and then I tend to be more sexually deviant or have more of this paraphilia. Like where do you come from? The dustbin? Not, not, not necessarily. <laughs> I got that one before. No, no, no. Not at all. Uh, you know, it is quite a common thing for par- for parents to feel uncomfortable talking about some of these things. Yeah. Uh, al- along the lines of, you know, you know, we see it as a very common thing when we see parents in therapy for their children, right? Uh, whether it's about needing to talk about very sen- some sensitive things like, um, you know, what happened and then because parents don't dare to bring it up, uh, even though it's hard to, we still tell them to try, as opposed to not saying anything at all. No, honestly, if a viewer right now right, is personally struggling with something like this, like say they do like, they in their own pri- private spaces, right? Yeah, they are guilty of jacking off the child porn. They hate the fact that they do it. They're yeah. confused. They know it's wrong. Yeah. What, what can they do? What can they do? No, I think, I think you know, they can tell someone they feel safe with that they realize that this is a, a issue then see if they can seek some help with that right help can come in the form of many things doesn't just have to always be therapy mm. right some people that uh, whether they believe a certain religion whether that's a way in which they, they believe can help them some will be about help me understand this whether it's kept within the family first because this is very hard to talk about actually I just I think it makes sense As in, I think that having somebody that aside from your therapist, right, that you can talk to, like if I feel like I'm having these this feelings mm. again, I almost like have a friend to support me or to keep me in check, right? Then that is helpful also. So it's like a partnership along with your therapy as well. Yeah. Mm, yeah, but mm, not okay, the okay, sole okay. solution. It's just that now I have someone that I feel yeah. confident to talk to, right? I'm not alone in this battle. Mm. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. I think what our conversation will turn out is like, I you just send each other random. Random. <laughs> <laughs> you you just send each other said, Does this also turn you <laughs> <laughs> Then you'll both go for couples there. <laughs> okay, so thank you very much for watching today's episode. And of course, thank you, Dr. Sean, for being here and answering thank our you. absurd questions. <laughs> uh, like, share, subscribe. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Okay, so if the situation is, I'm a parent, my 15-year-old child comes to me and say, all oh, my friends are having sex. I'm also curious about sex and I want to try sex. Then try it with this 27-year-old guy <laughs> that I trust. <laughs> But I must watch because family can give you advice. But I don't want to be too intrusive, so I'll just record it and watch it at my own time. Oh my god! Then now you want child porn. We broke seven laws. And then we will send it over to your therapist. Wait, so how? They're everybody implicated. Uh, just to clarify, no. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.